0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Wednesdays with Wheels. I hope everybody's having a great Wednesday. Listen, I don't have my guest in the picture yet because I want to, I want to, uh, this, this episode is sponsored by Falenga's Gourmet Cotton Candy. This takes cotton candy to a whole new level. I mean, we've all heard of, you know, when you go to like a baseball game or a hockey game, you know, the kids, they want the the cotton candy and they can either get the Pink or the blue, you know, strawberry or uh raspberry. This takes your cotton candy game to a whole new level. We're talking flavors like fireball, banana, pickle. That's right, I said it pickle. You can get pickle cotton candy. I tried it because I said I gotta try it. It's I gotta see what it's all about. And it does taste like a pickle and it's pretty good. So listen, if you want if you want a sweet treat. I know we're past Valentine's Day, but you know what? You can never go wrong with a sweet, right? Call my girl Jennifer over at Falengas at 585-415-1817, and she'll take care of you for all your con candy needs. All right, let me bring my guests into the stream with me. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have ever been on TikTok... Maybe you've come across this couple. Uh, And if you have not, you need to look them up. It's Delby, Dalen, and Colby. Hi, guys. How are you?
1: Hey. Hey. Doing good.
0: Doing good. Listen, I have to tell you, when quarantine started, I sort of fell down a TikTok rabbit hole. (laughs) I was like, there's not much else to do. So let me check out this TikTok that everybody's talking about. And for some reason... I don't know how uh, TikTok does it, but you guys showed up on my For You page. So I was scrolling. I said, let me check these guys out. Scrolling through, you do some of the most hilarious uh, um, stuff I've ever seen. And, in fact, before we go any further, what I want to do is I want to show one of your TikTok videos. So... For anybody who's going to be listening to the podcast, what you're about to see is Dalen and Colby's take on uh, Tiger King, Carol Baskin. So uh, let's take a look at this and then we'll jump into the podcast. All right. I'm not sure if that was my first time trying to use video from another source. Not sure if that really worked all that well, but check them out at Delby on TikTok. So let's jump into it, guys. First of all, Dallin, let's start with you. Happy birthday, because you just had a birthday.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. What are you?
0: You're 28 now? 29. 29. All right. Well, happy birthday. And you guys just got married. When did you get married? December 12th of last year. December 12th. Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you put some of that on TikTok as well. So let's jump into the uh, a little bit of your story. They also have a podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast, the name of it, and where it can be found.
2: Well, actually, Toby's idea, she came up with it. So I'll let her kind of explain to you what, uh, how it came about.
1: Well, I kind of came about because, you know, being in an interabled relationship, that's not really something you tend to see every day. Um, right. But I'm an avid podcast listener and YouTube watcher, and I just love resources. And in the midst of starting a new relationship that presented unique challenges, I was like, you know, there's nothing really out there that just talks about what it's like to be in an interabled relationship. You know, there's other couples out there who show you their life, but they don't really. Talk about ins and outs. So I came to Down with that and said, Hey, what do you think about us doing a podcast? And so um, we launched it in January. It's called Walk and Roll. And you can find it on most major streaming devices Apple, Spotify,
0: Google,
1: Google, Anchor.
0: And you drop a new podcast every Wednesday.
1: Yep, every so Wednesday. So listen. Go ahead. Yes, every Wednesday morning.
0: Every Wednesday morning. So listen, either before you listen to Wednesdays with Wheels or after you listen to Wednesdays with Wheels, go over to what walk and roll and interabled podcast and give them a listen as well. I think you're going to learn a lot. And that's really what I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, tonight was your relationship and how it got started. And I really want to open some people's eyes to because, well, the term interabled is a great term. I wish, I really wish we could get to a point in society, and I'd be interested to see what you guys think. I wish we could get to a point in society where we didn't need a label. You're just two people that love each other and you found each other. What do you, what do you say about that?
2: I agree. I, I just wish that, you know, it would become more mainstream and, and people could see that we're no different. You know, we're just a normal couple that does normal things and, we just have a little bit different challenges that, you know, most couples have to face.
0: Right. And let's talk. A little, so, when did you guys actually officially start dating? It was actually
2: April, April 2019 is when we made it official. And we were
0: talking for about a month before. Yeah. And I've heard uh, you mention on your podcast that you guys were talking so much. That uh, the phone bill was out of control. <laughs> it was.
2: We um, uh, in one week's time, uh, we racked up thirty nine hours on FaceTime, Facebook. so we put in a good forty
0: hour week. Right now, Dylan, uh let's talk a little bit about your disability because you and I are both wheelchair users, although we come uh to our wheelchairs from two different uh for two different reasons. I have cerebral palsy, and you have a uh, form of muscular dystrophy. Am I right? Yes, sir. So I have a very uh,
2: rare form. There's actually 43 different forms of muscular dystrophy. And I was born with one of the rarest. that's called uh, infantile polymyositis, And basically, it's just a, as far as I understand it, it's just an inflammation of the uh, cells on the muscle tissue, which make me very weak and unable to walk. So, and you've and like you said, you've
0: dealt with this from birth.
2: Yes, sir. So I was diagnosed at 11 months old. So basically, around the time that I should have started learning walking, you know, to walk, I started seeing signs that I really
0: wasn't able to, and then it just kind of went from there so now talk to me a little bit about uh before you met colby did you do had you done a lot of dating what was what was dating like for you uh being in a wheelchair and being disabled well so for me uh, it was
2: virtually non-existent i i uh for a very long time i just didn't i mean i was interested right i was interested just like i mean you know regular guy, but like it was, I, I think girls were either afraid to talk to me about that, or maybe they just, most girls didn't see me in that way. I've been told uh, by girls that I was kind of interested in that. you know, it would be too hard to date a guy in a wheelchair, or mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the, you know, dating activities, going out you know, different things like that. And it was hard. It was really hard to hear that, but I just, you know, I never give up. And I just knew that there, you know, like the old saying, there's always someone out there for everyone. And I just held on to that. So yeah.
0: I, I think uh, if I can just add my two cents, because I've struggled with dating myself, I've, I've, I've done it, but it it is a struggle. And in this world and, and this brings me to my next topic with you guys, because you actually met uh, on an online dating uh, website or app, uh, which is one that I use. So when I heard that you guys found each other there, I was like, there's hope, there's hope. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think uh, one of the problems is, and and Dallin and Colby, you can jump in here and be interested here. your thoughts on this. One of the problems is I think on these apps, is it so much, um, we see a picture and we either swipe right or left, right? But you, but you don't really, uh, it's really reactionary as to, oh, I find this person attractive or I don't find this person attractive. And uh, Colby, I was listening to the podcast, uh, I think it was the second one you put out, where you'd said you'd been dating and you dated guys that society had sort of said, You should be dating. But so touch on, can you talk to me a little bit about what you talked about in that podcast as as far as that goes?
1: Well, yeah, Um, you know, there's, in society, I think there's a misconception of what a man is. Um, I was always taught by my mother, don't judge a book by its cover. And so when Dallin came across my screen and I read just a little snippet of his profile, that's what intrigued me because, you know he may not look like what the world says a man should look like right But inside and his attitude, everything aligns with the kind of man that I would want.
0: It's, it's interesting too, because society says you need a man that can uh, we have defined roles in, Mm -hmm. in most cases. So uh, you need a man that can, I don't know, cut the lawn, let's say. Okay. And so, but I've always, and I've said this to my friends too. And, I have to, uh, uh, listen, I'm not ashamed a to admit uh, I'm a very emotional person. So when I heard you say on the podcast that just because he wasn't the man that society said, you know, he didn't check all the boxes that society said, but there was something, there was, there were more qualities that were more redeeming to Dallin than just those qualities. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is the way people need to think about it more, right? You, you can't always think about like what are what are other people going to think. And we're gonna talk about that too, because what kind of reactions did you guys get when you first started dating when you would go out in public?
1: <laughs> we got we got all sorts of all sorts of them. Um, his caregiver Tina, who's with him during the days to help him and stuff, we always joke because a lot of like mostly ladies, men tend to just ignore But ladies, will give you this look and it's just like, sweetheart, you're so nice for being his friend. (laughs) It's just, it cracks me up. And so sometimes when I get that look, I'll purposely like just go over and kiss him or something just to see, (laughs) see that expression change from, oh, sweetie, what? (laughs) But um, it it is really interesting because it is out of the norm to see, to see somebody like Dallin in a happy, thriving relationship. It's not something they would expect. And so, so with that, you get those stares and those looks of like, oh, you're so nice for being his friend. Like it's very, almost condescending in a way. Mm. Uh,
0: Dallin, so uh, uh, talk to me about how did you, how did you deal with that? I like, what are, what are some of the ways that you, you're the ways you cope with the way people react to Maybe not even just your relationship, but just uh, you in general. Because I feel like people that are not exposed to people with disabilities often come at it from a very standoffish point of view. So how do you deal with that in your everyday life?
2: Well, that's a great question. Uh, So I, I grew up with the mentality that no matter what you want in life, Disabled or not, go after it, right? Don't let anything stop you. And for that, I, I, I took it upon myself to basically approach people because I mean they're not going to approach me, so I just go up. I'm a very talkative guy. I'll go up and and talk to a, a complete stranger, and and you can see at first they're like, okay, why is this dude here? Like. <laughs> When they start, when when the veil is lifted and they get to see in conversation who I really am, it's like, oh, well, this guy, you know, he's a, he's a you know, a pretty normal guy. And I just, you know, I, I try to, I try to force people out of their comfort zone because I know that
0: they'll never come to me, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's interesting because, Dallin, you and I have been corresponding on the phone back and forth these last uh, this last week or so, and uh, there's a lot of similarities between you and I. So I, um, you're very social, and so am I. I use humor. Uh, I do stand-up comedy. Uh, the easiest joke in the world is I do stand-up comedy, but I do it sitting down. Uh, but that's how I disarm people is by my humor. Um, so I see a lot of, uh, a lot of similarities between the two of us. Now it's, it's sort of, I know that, that faith plays a big role in your relationship, but it also played a big role in how you two actually connected on Bumble because you're not from the same area. Yeah.
1: That's correct.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so do you want to tell that story? Yeah.
1: So I was at, um, we live in Washington State. So I grew up in a small town about two and a half hours from where Dallin lives. So one of the features on Fumble is that you can set it to a distance so there's a half-long distance relationship. It just doesn't show you people outside your area. Right. So we both had our parameters being set on night. 50 few miles or half hour travel or whatever. Um, well, I had come up to one of the bigger cities um, near Seattle for a women's conference. And so when I was there, I was kind of bored and I was in the bathroom on my phone and, you know, swiping through Bumble and there he was. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I like, I didn't even think about the distance at that point. It was just like, oh yeah, you know, here he is. And so that's, that's the story behind how we found each other.
2: So Yeah, so a week before we started talking. So that that Friday she was at the women's retreat and a week before that I was at a men's retreat in my church. And it was it was really strange because I openly prayed to find someone and that was the first time in my life that I ever openly prayed about the one thing that I wanted was to find someone. Right. And mm-hmm. I got home that night and my neighbors came down out of the blue and started talking about, uh, Jen and Hannah, uh, Swarming and Drugs, another interracial couple. And that gave me like the, the inspiration of the hope. It's like, well, they can do it. Then it's possible for me. Right. So a week later, I got on Bumble and started talking to her that Friday, And it's just the timing and place is perfect.
0: Yeah. And so, um, uh, Colby, I guess my next question is for you. So when you, when you saw, because obviously you see the pictures and you read the profile, right? So there's gotta be, there's gotta be some questions going through, through your mind. And, uh, of course there would be within anybody uh, whether you're disabled or not, you want to know a lot about the person you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get to know, but especially because Dalen was in a wheelchair, but I'm interested to know um, what was it? Because I think you have to come to a situation like this with an open mind, right? So what, what, what was it that do you think that prepared you or that gave you such an open mind to be open to the possibility of a relationship like this,
1: well, there's been I, there's been a lot. <laughs> um, you know, again, faith is a big part of it, um, and so you know that played a role in just you know taking the step to get to know him. At least, if it didn't work out, it didn't work out, right? But you know, growing up, uh, my friend was actually in a wheelchair, and he was more severe than you or Dallin was. Um, but he was one of my best friends in elementary school and middle school, um, and so I knew that you know there's different levels of the medical need. Sure. But the thing that matters is the mental ability, and so uh, as long as there was that aspect, you know, I was open to it because I I had seen from my friend that you know just because I'm in a wheelchair and I can't move my hands or act like you, I I still have everything that makes me human and so my only questions approaching it was what are what what level medically was down at um that was really my biggest concern going into it um which you know he easily easily dispelled all those those fears that i had about that but even in that um my sister is actually a nurse um who does in-home care. So I was, even in that, I had been exposed to that side of things. So there wasn't really a big, a big fear in that
0: either. It's interesting. So then my next question is for you, Dallin, because, and you're very open about this on your, your TikTok page and, and, uh, and uh, uh, even on your Facebook page, because we've become Facebook friends, but you do require a little bit more care. Uh, so when you were, when you were discussing this with Colby and, and she's getting to know your level of care and getting to know you as a person, which by the way, I think has to be, um, it has to be a little difficult, right? Because you're trying to get to know this person on a, just as a person, but then you also need to know the, the level of care they're going to require. And so Dallin, was there ever a point, because I know even for me, Um, you know, as I, as I'm meeting, uh, uh, ladies on these dating apps, um, you know, and they ask me questions and I'm honest and as honest as I can be, but you almost, and I'm, you almost wonder to yourself, okay, is this going to be the straw that breaks the camel's camel's back, so to speak? So was there ever any, like, were you ever worried at any point, like, this is going to be the one that. She says, I can't handle this.
2: Well, it, yeah, (laughs) I I was always told, you know, um, it would take someone really, really special. And I I was in the same, I've been in the same place that, you know, you said you've been. I mean, when I was on the dating app, you know, there was times where I was like, okay, do I, you know, how far do I go with telling them? You know, be honest, but how far do you go, right? And it, it was scary. And and for her, we liked Bumble because she got to, I couldn't message her, she got to message me, right? So it did further power. So by her messaging me, I knew, okay, this girl's interested enough to be open-minded, right? So mm-hmm. for her, I felt more comfortable with saying, you know, this this is my life. This is I'm in a wheelchair. I I have to have someone feed me. I have to have help in the restroom. You know, different things like that. And and it was a while before I got comfortable enough to share that with her. But getting to know her and her background and what she's experienced with what she said her sister, I was like, oh okay, she gets it better than someone that doesn't have that background or experience.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think your parents played a big role in that too. Um, As your primary caregivers, they made sure that, you know, that when I was here when we first started dating, that I wasn't his caregiver, that there was that clear line between girlfriend and caregiver. And so they slowly introduced and started introducing and building those things.
0: It's so interesting that you bring that up because it's uh, it's one of these things where I the in every relationship I've been in, I said, I've always said there has to be a clear line in the beginning to uh, girlfriend and caregiver. You can't just jump in to to both situations when you're getting to know someone. So uh, and can I just interject here really quick? If there's any ladies out there that are listening that use Bumble, please look at all the photos before you, because for me, not all my, like, there's some headshots of me. So in not every photo do you see my wheelchair, but my wheelchair is clearly on there. But there have been times where I've been talking to someone and I mentioned the wheelchair and they're like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you didn't look at all the pictures. So it's just... uh, it's uh it's a it's a balancing act that you have to walk for sure. Uh so now let's talk about um I want to talk about so you start you uh start dating and your first date, this is I love this story, so I want you to share, but your first date, you came to see Dallin, right, Colby? Yeah. So talk tell me that story, but I also want you to tell me your mother's reaction when you first told her that you met a guy tell me that whole that whole story
1: okay well for me i had never really been like i wasn't really a serial dater because i was for me dating the ultimate end goal is you know marriage and so um when i was finally ready i had been in one other relationship and so i hadn't really you know gone out with many guys so i finally when i met Dallin and we finally decided to meet I went to my mom and I was visiting at her house and I sat down on the couch and you know we're just having a a casual conversation I was like hey I met somebody on Bumble I'm gonna go meet him she's like oh yeah where are you gonna meet public right and I said well I'm gonna go to his house she goes what you are not going to some guy you met on the internet's house I was like well mom he's in a wheelchair she's like Oh, so the realization kind of dawned and I told her more about it and she became more comfortable with that. But the initial just shock of it, you know, I mean, there were several ways I could have told her, but I don't regret right. the way I told her at all.
0: Right. And then so you tell your mom and so now that she now she's a little bit more comfortable with it. OK, because if he gets out of control, at least you could tip him over or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right. So yes. then you go to Dallin's house and uh pick up from there because this is a this is a great story as well.
1: So uh we decided to meet at Dallin just because you know the first date, you know, with with some of his needs would be kind of hard for just the two of us to do something. So we're like, well this way we killed two birds, one stone, I get to meet you and I'm gonna meet your parents. So, so I came here and I was kind of nervous, you know, walking to the door. I wasn't really sure what to expect and how it was going to go. And I kind of, I didn't have to ring the doorbell because they have a a ring doorbell. So it started to ring and, you know, I just kind of walked up to the door and the door just kind of opened. But the thing is, is that they have glass doors so you can see through them. So as the door opens in, I can see a man standing behind the glass, and then Valen kind of comes forward towards <laughs> towards the door. But I was just like, um, "What exactly am I supposed to do here? You were there, but there's a man right there behind the door."
2: <laughs> so, so there's a reason for that. Right? Um, on my my side of the story, you know, the, my my dad and mom have always been people that have tried to make me as independent as possible right so they, they want me they don't want to be the shadows behind me but you know they're trying to,
1: they're trying to
2: <laughs> they're <doing it. laughs> so they trying so they're trying to do everything they can and dad said hey you know you can't open the door but i can open it for you when she gets there and and i'll just hide well i didn't expect him to hide behind the door and I didn't realize until then that there was a blast metal in the door. So he's just standing there behind the door, pretending like he's lying. And me and her, I couldn't even look at her. I was like, hey, and my attention was drawn to the door. And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm trying to get
0: out of here. So it was a little awkward. But
1: so yeah, I took around that first time i met him he was creeping behind the door.
0: <laughs> yeah. So talk to me a little bit uh, about that first date because uh Kobe it's got to be it has to be a little uh intimidating uh going to uh, you've never met Dallin before you've talked on the phone a bunch obviously but you you've never personally you never physically met and then you're you but you also get to meet his parents at the same time. Yeah. So in in most relationships you probably wouldn't meet the parents for maybe three, four months, but you know, after you've been dating. So talk to me a little bit. Um, both of you can from your perspectives can talk about this. But what was that like introducing the parents into the dynamic right away?
1: Um, well, we had talked about it you know, I had talked to them on FaceTime as well a couple times, you know, kind of started to build a rapport with them as well. Um, but for me it wasn't really wasn't really that awkward just because I knew to Dallin, they play a big part in his life. Um, But I also come from a very family-oriented family. I mean, it's a big family. I'm one of six kids. So family is always a big thing. So, you know, meeting the parents to me, um, I look at it as, you know, they're just, they're going to be part of the family if this works out. So it doesn't matter if I meet them now or in three months, you know, either way, they're going to be a part of it. Um, so for me coming into that, it was a little intimidating, but I wouldn't say it was necessarily awkward other than his dad having to handle
0: (laughs) That could, that could be a little, little (laughs) creepy. Uh, Dallin, so let me talk to you a little bit about this then. Um, did you have a, you know, Kobe just said she built a little bit of rapport with your parents and, and got to speak with your parents a little bit, but did you have come because this was really as you just said a little while ago, really your first uh, serious relationship. So um, did you have a conversation with your parents about how that first meeting would go, how much they would be around or, you know, did they give you your space? How did that work for you?
2: Yeah. So um, it was a little, it was a little awkward at first when I was, you know, discussing it with my parents. I told them the night that I started talking to her, Hey, just to let go, no, I'm talking to a girl, you know, we'll see where it goes, right? And they're like, oh, okay. So then, I mean, it was a month later, we decided to, to meet. And I said, okay, guys, I said, this is kind of getting serious. You know, I said, I don't know how to uh, approach this any other way, but would you guys be okay with her coming here? And my mom was a little hesitant because she's like, Well, I I said, well, yeah, Mom, but, you know, what else are we going to do? He's like, okay, fine. So Dad was like giving me thumbs up behind, you know, behind Mom, like, way to go. Yeah, um, right. So, yeah, I don't know. It was was a little awkward. But I think that um, they settled into it before. Because it was, I talked to him about a week or two ahead. And so they kind of they kind of settled what then it wasn't like that. hey, it's just coming tomorrow, you know so it was it was a little
0: different but right and that this brings me into the next uh uh questions a uh, question I had for you guys so i I listened to I've listened to all your podcasts they're absolutely phenomenal uh you guys have i think you've got how many episodes are you guys in right now you got like four or five
1: um I think we're more than that
0: now. I think we eight. Eight, okay. Let me just tell you: for eight episodes in, you guys are killing it. Uh, you do—you've got music behind it. Your editing is phenomenal. So kudos to you, because even I'm not that great with the editing and and the music. So kudos to you on that. But in one of your podcasts that I was listening to, um, y- you had said that there was an adjustment period for Dallin's parents because they were so used to being his caretakers for so long. So let's, if we can dive into that a little bit, uh, um, what kind of adjustment was that for them? And then Colby, was it difficult for you? Because you're like, do you come into it thinking I really don't want to step on anybody's toes here. How much should I really be doing?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the, there were those conversations on both sides um, with Dallin. Um, again, his parents were really good about making sure, at first, you know, that I was comfortable with th- with things before before they handed them off. Like, I don't think we were actually alone for a co- like alone here at the house, alone for a couple months. Um, you know, just there was just little things like along the way um, that they'd show me how to do like one of the things that Dallin needs is to be leaned over to readjust positioning in his chair. And so like, that was one of the first things that I learned um, because that would give us the freedom to be here alone. And so it was just those little things and those conversations. I think we had them on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, And even now they're, they're good about saying, you know, where can I help? Do you need the help? Like it's a lot of communication on, on both parts from my perspective anyway.
2: Yeah, so uh, for me, you know, my parents have been my main uh, caregivers for 20, you know, 27 years at the time, right? So there was really no no one else. And, and for me, I have to really trust the person for them to be able to, to take care of me. I mean, there's got to be that bond because sure. you're, you're putting your your life in their hands. And it took a little bit of an adjustment period for me to trust Colby to help me out because one, you know, I I had the mindset of, okay, this, this is embarrassing, right? Like, how do I, how do I ask this girl that I'm, you know, entering into this relationship with like, I need to help you in the restroom. Like that's Mm -hmm. really embarrassing, right? But Mm -hmm. for mom and dad, once I started getting to, being more comfortable with her and showing them that I am, they were a little I I don't want to say but they were it was different. It was a change up, right? Because it, it it was mm. I was the center of their life for, like I said, twenty seven years and it's like, well, okay, he doesn't really need us for that because he has told me now. But I, I think it's giving them. I think on the flip side, it's actually helped them because, you know, they they have help. Yeah. So.
1: And they're yeah. they're they're starting to enjoy the, the burden being lifted. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, minus COVID, they have some trips planned that they're like, we didn't get used to do this. We couldn't just decide to, to up and go somewhere or do something, and so, I mean, it's been an adjustment, but.
0: So then. Um... And so my next question is I really want to know, you know, communication in, in an average relate really, in, in an everyday relationship with two able bodied people is very important, right? It, to keep that communication and those lines of communication open. But talk to me as an inner able couple. How 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 important is it to really communicate uh what's going on? Because I'm sure uh, on both sides, there are some issues that arise between the two of you that you need to talk about. So talk to me a little bit about that and how you navigate uh, the communication aspect of things.
2: Oh, I, absolutely. Um, I think that, that trust, well, besides love, love is number one. But trust and communication are a huge part. I mean, it's it's phenomenal how... Important it really is because for her, and I don't want to speak for you, so I'll just tell you my side. I'll let her tell you herself. <laughs> her good man,
0: good man. You're learning already. You never speak for the woman.
2: Well, thank you. I, for me, I, uh you know, I I have to tell her what I mean and you know, how I feel, and 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 you know, if I if I, if some things are getting too much for me or whatever, and yeah it it's a it's a huge part' cause, like I said, I can't do anything my, myself, so i had I have to communicate that to her just like I want anyone. right right but and, on.
1: um and I think honesty is a big a big part of it too, yes. um because even if he's communicating with what he needs, if I'm not honest about how I'm feeling about something um uh, or about how like. The day is going in general. I can tend to take it out on him, which isn't which isn't really fair um, to him, and so I think honesty in the communication is important too um, I mean and there's been there's been things where it's just we've been sitting here and it gets quiet. he's like, what's wrong? I'm like what do you mean? He's like you're abnormally quiet yeah. <laughs> um, because I love to talk, so when <laughs> something's wrong, he knows that if I get quiet that it's discussion time we we need to have a discussion about whatever it is that you're not, you're not saying, um, saying to me. Um, but as far as like his needs go, it's a lot of, you know, he'll be like, Hey, I need this. I was like, okay, is it now? Or can you wait until I'm done with this? And so it's just like a lot of that, the open, open conversation that we need to have. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, uh, I I'm, I'm watching you guys. And by the way, uh, uh, people are writing in the comments, just how in love they can see that the two of you are so uh, it's jumping off the screen, and was one of the real reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast because uh, I think a relationship like this needs to be normalized more than it is. Right? Oh, um, look if if TLC ever called and said they needed, I would say this is the couple you need to show because we're showing every other couple, but we're not showing how normal life can be, even when faced with a situation like Dallin's. So kudos to you on that, too. And if TLC does call, I mean,
2: Sometimes
0: I'll too. take a little bit of the credit. <laughs> Maybe they heard it from this podcast. Uh, so now, Colby, I want to talk to you a little bit about, so things are getting serious, and your mom knows about Dallin. Uh, does your dad know about Dallin at this point?
1: Um, I, I'm pretty sure he knew before... Before I came out here, but I don't ever recall telling it myself. I think my mom told told my dad um, about Dallin. I don't remember. I mean, I could have, but I don't remember the conversation. My dad's really easygoing and laid back, so uh, I don't really remember remember that part very well. So,
0: so now, talk to me a little bit and and uh, about when you have the conversation with your parents that you know things are getting. Uh, more serious, and and I think they're progressing in a way where this is going to be long term, and I could see myself uh, marrying Dallin. Um, was there any reservation on their part, and if so, uh, what was that, and how was that? How were those some of those fears set to the side?
1: Um. Oh yeah, there's was, there's was a lot of fears. Um. Just because. Um statistically with Alan's health issues that arise from mu- his muscular dystrophy, my life expectancy in general is longer than his. Granted, we don't know what tomorrow holds for any- anybody. Um, but that was one of my mom's, my mom's biggest concerns was, was having to say, was me having to say goodbye to him. And then our family as well, because everybody in my family has big hearts and open Dallin and most anybody who walks to the front door with open arms, and so one of my mom's biggest concerns was was getting attached to Dallin and then having to say goodbye. Um, however, in that, uh, my family has been very involved in foster care. And so in that, my mom realized that that having Dallin in our lives for whatever amount of time would really be no different than when we have a kid in foster care come through the doors. Um, there's a time that they're there. And then when it's time to say goodbye, with sad hearts, we say goodbye and We we move on, and so in that, I think she realized, you know, it's the same thing. You know, if we're afraid to love Dallin just because we're afraid to lose him, then we're being selfish. Um, And so I think in that, that was one of their biggest worries. Um, And you know, of course, them having to be there to support me in that was part of that as well. But
0: yeah, and Dallin. So we talked about when Colby came to visit you when your dad, the creeper behind the door and and the, and uh, all of that. But talk to me a little bit because there had to be some nerves for you when you first went uh, uh, to meet her parents. And uh, can you talk to me a little bit about that? I'm going to point you in a direction because I really, I want you to tell this part of the story. There was a time when you, uh, you, uh, you, you went to see her parents and you were, she held your hand and you were a little nervous about that, right?
2: Yeah, so um, that was actually the first, uh, first time I met her parents. We um, we have a uh, kind of an RV camp sites locally and it was 4th of July, so we invited her parents and her brothers out to, to celebrate with us and that way I can meet them and they can meet my parents and all that. And it I tell you what, when when they got there, they got there that day, they drove two and a half hours. And as soon as they got there, my parents and Colby left. So I'm just sitting there with her parents and her brothers <laughs> haven't really you know talk to anyone and I'm just you know just like any guy would I'm like you know trying to strike up conversations like trying to find you know similarities and things in common like her her mom's a teacher my mom's a teacher you know and it was awkward I mean I knew I knew the the reservations that her mom had before just like Colby just explained sure my whole goal was to show her parents that I am a normal guy, regardless of my parents or my needs or whatever. I, in, in my heart, I'm a very normal guy. Mm-hmm. so I tried, to, I tried to show them that, and I think I got through, but the the biggest, the biggest moment was we're sitting side by side around a campfire and her mom and dad and my mom and dad there on the other side and probably leans in and grabs my hand and at that moment I'm freaking out like <laughs> her dad's sitting right there right I'm like how the I? I looked at her and I said are you kidding me she's like what
1: I'm like I'm just holding your hand calm down and
2: I said I don't want my tire slashed by your dad <laughs> so you know but it was good I mean they the time of did was these half smile looks, you know, and it was funny. It was really funny, but I mean, it's it's definitely grown our relationship with our, you know,
0: significant other parents. It, it's 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 developed into a wonderful, wonderful thing. Right, and it's it's interesting because I'm sitting here listening to you tell that story, and I'm just I'm thinking because of what you said earlier that you had. Never really had uh, any type of serious relationship before. That that was probably one of the first times sitting around a campfire with someone's parents uh, that you're you're dating, and uh, she grabs your hand. So yes, that could freak you out a little bit. And, but you you made your you made your way through it, and and look at where uh, got you, my friend. So good for you. Now I want to talk a little bit about. Um, uh, so now let's talk about the TikTok tock uh, experience and how I came across you guys. And, uh, what? T- so I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 40. So I feel like I'm a little bit too old. Dallin said to me today, I'm going to tag you in our tick to And, uh, so that people know your TikTok." And I'm like, well, I don't post cause I'm old. And, uh, but, uh, what led you to TikTok and what led you to the decision that you wanted to share your, your life and your experiences with the world?
1: Well, at first we were just kind of goofing around. Um, Like we'd heard of TikTok, I think through my, one of my friends and my sister had it and, you know, it wasn't anything serious for us at that point. It was the beginning of 2020. So just before quarantine, Um, you know, it was nothing serious. We were just kind of goofing around and then, You know, then we started to have like, oh, you know what would be funny to do is like just this scenario, like the scenario that we've lived. And so we kind of started doing that. And then from there, it kind of just, it took off into other funny things. Like some of our favorite ones is to take some of the trends on TikTok and then just do them in our own way. So there might, we might not be able to do in the conventional way, but people get intrigued when they see you doing something in it. Unconventional
0: way, it makes you stand out more. Definitely. Now, Dallin, I did. I think it was on the podcast uh, that I uh, saw or heard that you at first were not so sure about the TikTok uh, uh, thing, and uh, that it took a little convincing from Colby. And what it what? So, what was it? What was it for you that you weren't so sure about? And what did Colby say to you that? Uh, because I know she she had a conversation with you. Uh, uh, so tell us about that. What First of all, what was it that made you a little uncomfortable at first? Well, so
2: growing up, I've always been, I, I guess you could say, uh, conscientious of my wheelchair. And, you know, I, I, I tried so hard to show people that I am normal. and And I felt that. TikTok would have highlighted the wheelchair more than me. But I knew that with that, if we start putting ourselves out there, we're gonna get a lot of I guess you just say hate mail, not hate mail, mm-hmm. but, but hateful responses and different things like that. And Toby's mm-hmm. like Toby told me she's like, you know, you just the way that you're going to show yourself is by showing it through your disability and your, you know, your condition showing who you really are by showing them how you overcome those things. And I was like, you know, that's true. So I just started leaning into the whole, you know, wheelchair and condition, and, you know, making fun of it and, you know, making a, a joke about it. And that's kind of got us to where, you know, that and, and how we deal with it with our relationship.
1: Yeah. yeah. Basically, basically, it came down to, you know, you can show them who you are or you can let them tell you who you are.
0: Yeah.
1: It's It's got to be your choice.
0: Amen. And, you know, I've always said to people, and I think you guys subscribe to the th- same theory, is if you can't laugh about it, you can't live with it, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not one of these guys, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not one of these guys that lets a word have power over me, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't necessarily think that you should go, you should not use a derogatory term towards someone in a wheelchair. However, some of my closest friends, some of the things that they say to me You'd, you'd be like, why? How are you? Why are you talking to him like that? But that's because they're my friends, and they know we have a relationship, and we can talk that way. But if you can't laugh about it, you can't live with it. And there's so many people in this world today that see someone like Dalen or I, uh, and treat us with kid gloves because they're like, well, I don't want to. I can't offend him. I, uh, you know, I can't say the wrong thing. Where really, if we had more of an open and honest dialogue. Right. And asked questions in the appropriate way. I think we'd get a lot further as a society. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: So, okay. So then we, you have the conversation about, you know, we're going to do these TikToks and you talk about worrying about getting the, the hateful comments. And uh, recently you did get a, a pretty hateful comment. I, I actually, I don't know how recently it is because Things show up on my, uh, uh, that you guys post, but I, I think they were posted a little while ago, but it was somebody in the comments posted, you should just put him down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you, and this person was meaning like we all think he means in the comments. He was meaning that he thought Dylan's life didn't have any purpose and what were, what were you doing? Right. Which we know is the furthest thing from the truth. But you guys decided to turn it into a funny TikTok video. Can you describe that video? Because I don't have it here, but describe that video and then also describe or tell us what TikTok did after you made that video.
1: Yeah. Well, there's been a couple of comments because, you know, we're the same. We like to use humor. Right. (laughs) We both like to laugh um, sometimes at each other. So we saw that and we're like, wow, people are just mean and nasty. But we're like, you know, there technically could be two meanings to that because we do lift you, so I could just put you down. So we did a reply to his comment and I just picked Dallin up and I set him on the ground and I was like, that is what you meant, right? (laughs) And so it was. then then I just walked away with Dallin sitting on the ground.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and what, what did TikTok do? because TikTok they yeah. didn't they didn't do anything to that gentleman or whoever it was comment uh but they did something to your video
1: yeah so there somebody reported the comment and when that happens anything associated with the comment gets removed okay so somebody reported his comment apparently somewhere along the line is bullying and so what happened is they ended up taking our video down in response as bullying
2: and it it kind of made us mad because it was a lot of it was in a lot of traction and the whole point of us doing that was to basically stand up for ourselves and also show everyone else that you don't have to take their you know their garbage right and so we got, we, we were extremely upset yeah. and I emailed uh, TikTok, I, I read their guidelines, cause they update their community guidelines all the time. And I started going through and it said that if you, if your video gets taken down, but it's uh, in regards to standing up or being anti-bullying, standing up to a bully, or standing up for yourself, then it will be you know, the ban to be lifted. So I I sent him the video and I said, look, we were replying to this guy's comment standing up for ourselves. And within I think a day, yeah, they did it back to us. So yeah, so we were we were pretty upset and we actually made a response mm-hmm. video to them banning our video. I,
0: I saw that and uh, uh, I think Colby was the one that, that that did the response video if I'm not mistaken uh, and uh, uh, my friend I would not want to mess with you when you're bad <laughs> <laughs> let me just say that I, I Girl, would, don't, uh, don't get her upset because <laughs> she might flat one of your tires I <laughs> know oh, <laughs>
1: well,
0: um, uh, but it is interesting how uh, that happened and people's uh would you say that the uh response has been more more positive than negative uh where does that fall
2: well so the more traction that we're 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 gaining and the more followers we're gaining we're noticing that there are a lot of people that are actually standing up for us in the comments Mm. it's it's really cool to see that support. I mean, yes, we get a ton of negative comments that are just things you would never say to a person to their face. in person, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it is cool to see that community of people out there that really enjoy what we do and, and how we, you know, go out our day and stand up for us and say, hey, you guys are wrong.
1: Yeah, and that that's what's really encouraging is when we see those people and somebody makes a mean comment and they just, they're like, well, how? How is he any different? And then they, they literally go back and forth in the conversation thread and people are defending the fact that Dallin's just like anybody else. It's like that's, right. that's the whole point of doing any of this is just to show the world that Dallin and our relationship is just like any other relationship
0: yeah, Absolutely. And I think you're doing a phenomenal job at that. And can I just say, as someone who who uh, has struggled with the online dating and the dating apps, uh, that um, and I know you've heard this before because I've seen it in your comments, but that when I'm having a bad day, uh, I will often go back and watch some of your older videos uh, because it, 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 it gives me hope. Uh, because at the end of the day, you just want people to see you for who you truly are as a person, right? I use the example um, to break it down to its simplest form. I w- I I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice whether to be in the wheelchair or not. But just like Colby didn't have a choice what her name was going to be when she was born, her parents gave her that name. So that's out of our control. So why can't people see? each other is just the human beings that they are. Uh, And uh, I know that I'm, I'm I'm up up on my soapbox a little bit and preaching to the choir, but I think it needs to be said more and more. Now I do want to talk because we've only got a few more minutes and I'm going to have you guys back in a couple months because I think we could carry on this conversation even further and go deeper into just uh, how people with disabilities are treated and all that kind of stuff. So I'd love to do that if you guys are uh, yeah. agreeable to it. And, but I do want to talk about, Dallin, you have a, a – uh, is it a clothing brand? What is it? Uh, Rising Rebels? Yes, sir. So I, I call it an inspirational brand. It, it's,
2: it, we sell clothing, hats, T-shirts, uh, wristbands. But it's basically to uh, rise above negativity – no, yeah. uh, above it. <laughs> it, it's been so long since I've said it. It's uh rise above our challenges and rebel against negativity. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about living inspired and just living positively every day, choosing to do so.
1: Which it's kind of a kind of bummer that COVID hit. Yeah, because <laughs> we just got some traction and we're sponsoring a YMCA Miracle League. Oh,
0: one of the baseball leagues? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just uh, it's funny here cuz I'm in, in Rochester, New York, uh an hour outside of Buffalo and well, they just built a miracle field here in Rochester, so uh uh I'm I'm very familiar with it and uh and uh, that's awesome and you know, talking about that and disabled sports is when we have you on the podcast again, I think we can talk get into all that because there's so much out there that people don't know is out there. Right. Um, and, uh, really quick Dell and, and then I just have a couple other questions, but really quick, I want you to tell me, because when you and I were talking on the phone, you told me the story about how this, this inspirational brand came about. So I want you to share that with, uh, the folks that are going to be listening to the podcast, how that came about. Um, So, in
2: 2016, uh, I was rushed to the hospital with uh, aspiration pneumonia, which uh, I have horrible history with pneumonia, so it wasn't really uncommon. But this time, it was aspiration, so it was a lot worse. Sure. And I went in, um, and I was in there for about 10 days, but in that, uh, I have a... uh, a crooked uh windpipe due to my stoliosis okay and it's hard sometimes to eat, and food will get stuck in my throat at certain depending on what the food is, right? Harder, right meat and stuff will get stuck, and I guess I choked one day and I didn't realize it and I went in and this uh certain uh swallowing therapist came in, and I was dying- It's kind of funny. I was in there about five days and I was dying for a cheeseburger, right? Yeah. When you're in the hospital and all you get is hospital food, you, you, you die for McDonald's, right? Of course. Yeah, so I was in there and she came in and she said, well, I hate to tell you this, but you're never going to be able to eat solid food again. And it kind of threw me off and I said, what do you mean? She said, you're just not going to be able to. You're going to have to eat liquid diets for the rest of your life mm. and one thing about me is no one has ever dictated my life because i've never let them and i mm. looked to straight in the face and i said i will get a cheeseburger when i get out of here and you cannot tell me that i will never be able to eat salt food again amen said, brother you're going to be right back in here i said no man i'm not watch me well that night i was i, I got this just ultimate just inspiration and i looked to my dad i was in the hospital bed he was sitting next to me i said dad when i get out of here i'm going to start something that is going to change my life and i said i don't know what it's going to be called but it's going to be something that will inspire tons of people and i got out and through seven days later i started designing the logo for. Rising rebels, and I got it uh, trademarks with the USPTO, and uh, created rising
0: rebels. Look at that, and and that's that's uh, that's why you and I are so much uh, alike uh, in so many ways. Because I've I too have never let anybody tell me that I'm not going to do something. Uh, I've ridden a mechanical bull. Uh, I've I've done all kinds of things that uh, normally. Uh, people would say someone in, in our situation shouldn't do or couldn't do. And and uh, so my last question for you guys before I let you go, and thank you so much for doing this. I know that it, it uh, was at a little bit of an awkward time because of the time difference uh, between us. But thank you so much for taking the hour to sit down and, and talk with me. I do appreciate it. Uh, can you, both of you, just can you – just talk a little bit about. I just want. We've talked about the challenges with your relationship, right? Can you just give us maybe thirty seconds to a minute? I just want people to realize how normal your relationship is as well. So just talk to us. Talk to us a little bit about your your normalcy and the the daily routine and how you're just a couple and you just love each other. Oh, you go first, babe.
1: Oh no, okay. ah! <laughs> ladies first when you don't yeah, have an answer. <laughs> Is that how that goes? <laughs> um. Well, like our daily routine, just like anybody else, we get up, uh, get ready for the day. I head to work, come home, we eat dinner, watch TV, binge-watch our favorite shows together, and like, uh, Dallin told me that the girls used to tell him, "There, you, we can't do much. We can't go out." Well. Dalton's an extrovert, and I'm an introvert, so I'm not going out is, is perfectly fine with me. <laughs> I'm just as happy sitting at home watching something, so that's how we spend our evenings together. Yeah,
2: on the weekends, we'll go out to, you know, COVID's kind of putting a strain on it, but yeah. uh, it has everyone, and, uh, you know, normally we'll go to the mall and go shopping, or we'll go out to eat, or go out to dinner on a date, or to movies, or Whatever I mean, literally anything anyone else does with do. because
0: mm-hmm. we're just you know we gotta yeah. live life. It, real quick with the COVID, because of your your uh, 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 disability, Dylan, um, along along with me. But talk to me a little bit about I'm 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 I was out and about every night of the week until uh, COVID hit. So just talk to me because you seem to like to be out and about uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, So how has COVID changed for you a little bit, but also what are some of the concerns that you have to be careful of with COVID?
2: Yeah. So um, like I said earlier, I I deal with uh, respiratory issues. So COVID is a huge threat. Um, So I think normally we'll, we'll, we wash our hands, wear the masks. Uh, But for the first, I don't know, three or four months, I I didn't go out at all. I didn't even see outside. Nobody
1: went out. No one
2: went out. My parents told me no one. And once it started getting normalized, you know, I'd go to like Walmart. It was six months before I stepped, well, stepped well in a grocery store. You know, so... (laughs) It was, It was, you know, just we had to be overprotective. We didn't even eat out. We didn't get takeout. We took all of our meals here. But now, I mean, now we've gotten a, a good grasp on it. Uh, and it was really strenuous on our relationship because we were building, we were kind of entering that, you know, solidified stage of our relationship. And it was hard because if she was around a whole lot of people, she had to quarantine or, or wear wear a mask at all times around me, and it was it was difficult, you know.
0: But. Yeah. Well, listen. Thank you so much for doing this. Stay right. Don't go anywhere. Let me just close out the show because I want to talk to you guys for a few minutes after the show, if you don't mind, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This was another episode of Wednesdays with Wheels. Listen, check out uh, check out at Delby on TikTok uh a uh, rising rebel uh that can be found on Instagram, Facebook, uh anywhere else or did I
2: Twitter
0: Twitter as well. Twitter as well. So check them out. Go check out their store, please support uh what they're doing uh because it's it's phenomenal and I hope this last hour has uh, maybe shown open some people's eyes to look, we might not look the way society says we should look or We may not be able to do everything that society says we should be able to do, but we're still humans and we still have that want and desire for love. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Wednesdays with Wheels. We'll see you next Wednesday with another guest. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.